Chad and Zay. Oh, I like that. A little space age, but there's a little kind of a guitar roughness to it. Yeah. A lot going on here starting this third hour. Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. Picks out a beat for us to start every third hour. What do you got, Zay? Bun B, Get Throw, off of the Trill album. Uh, Pimp C's on this. Okay. Young Jeezy's on this. Zero and Jay-Z. Oh, well. Okay. Incredible song. But, but ultimately, this is a Bun B beat. Yeah, it's on his album. Okay. There you go. That explains why I like it. I've liked everything I've heard from the UGK crew. Oh, they're good, man. Rest in peace to Pimp C, correct? What? What do you mean correct? We just did the... I'm just double checking. Sl- you should have to double check. You should be confident saying... Rest in peace, Pimp C. <laughs> How's that? Shouldn't have asked. Should have just told you. I'm developing the confidence. I was almost there. It's terrible. I mean, if we didn't just talk about riding dirty, then, you know, I would give you benefit of the doubt. But we just talked about those. No, that's okay. I I appreciate those moments when I'm trying to get a little shred of obvious credit and you won't let me have it. I like that. Like, no, dude, stop it. Just quit. So I appreciate that. The Bun B beat getting us going this hour. Lots of stuff on the board NBA-wise. We talked about Draymond's suspension. The win last night for Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns. I guess I should have said... Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns. Kevin Durant had a great game, but Devin Booker was absolutely the star of stars with 38 last night. Plus, Cleveland looked really good getting the win, Jared. Allen's been getting some love from people on the text line today, and Boston got the win last night. We'll talk about those games coming up tonight. Right now, though, let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. More on the spring game and some Longhorn football stuff. We do it every Wednesday about this time with Chip Brown of Horns247.com. Go check them out for all all the stuff coming out of the spring game check out that flagship podcast also check out the morning brew article that chip's got for you each day he's at chip brown 247 on twitter chip how's it, uh, how are you sir what's going on fellas man not a whole lot just trying to break it all down from uh, last weekend before we get into the spring game itself uh, i know you've written a little bit about and uh, kind of started looking into trill carter this week the d tackle from minnesota that is transferring to Texas. I'll be honest, I didn't watch Minnesota play a ton of ball this year, uh, so I was not familiar with him. For Longhorn fans listening, what do they need to know about Trill Carter? How do you think he's going to fit in? Yeah, I mean, I think he's solid. He's solid against the run. Um, You know, he's a a guy who's played in 32 games. Um, He's on a good run defense a defense that held teams under four yards of carry, uh, a team that won back-to-back nine-win seasons. And he's just solid, you know. that that, You can never have enough defensive tackles who can help you stop the run, maybe occasionally make a play in the backfield. Um, And that's, you know, it's funny. I had a team source tell me, uh, because Trill Carter joked that, you know, he's from Leesburg, Georgia, and he's tired of the cold in Minnesota. And I had a team source tell me, well, I hope he loves the heat because that's why we're bringing him in <laughs> because you got to rotate those big boys when it's hot. And, and Trill Carter could come in and, 
and help you lock down the run, which is what, you know, Keandre Coburn and Moro Ojimo obviously uh, helped do for Texas last year. And, and even though you've got Tavondre Sweat, Byron Murphy, Vernon Broaden, Alfred Collins, um, you know, they move those guys around. And you still need that guy who can line up, uh, you know, in the zero technique, in the two-eye, and just take on a double team and stuff the run. And that's what Trill Carter does. Chip, we know national media would love for there to be a quarterback battle. We all know that. But it was really nice to hear Steve Sarkeesian just flat out say, Quinn Ewers is our starting quarterback. What does that mean for the whole team and Quinn, his confidence, by Sark saying that right after the spring game? Yeah, and I think I think the team knows that, and and Quinn Ewers. I think the biggest thing is that Quinn Ewers is doing all the right things to get better. He's he's remade his body. He's taken that part of it seriously. He's you know forget the haircut and the beard uh, getting whacked. You know the guy is really. Um, I mean, he's trying to become. He's getting out of his personality. Rick Barnes always used to talk about, you know, you got to get out of your comfort zone. And Quinn Ewers last year has, you know, you ask teammates what he's like. Oh man, he's he's super laid back. He's super chill. Well, he's trying to become more vocal. He's trying to be more engaging. I mean, even on the field at times in the spring game, he's clapping encouragement to teammates and. He's just trying to be more engaging. And I'll say, and I've, I think I've told you all this, that's where Malik Murphy is way ahead of the game. I mean, that dude is a natural extrovert. He's, he's a confident guy. He's very engaging. He draws people in. Um, and now you've seen his, his rocket arm. And I always jokingly tell people the ball whistles through the air when that dude throws it. Um, but I think Quinn Ewers, you know, Steve Sarkeesian was saying what everyone inside the, the football building already knew. Um, the battle is for who can step in if Quinn Ewers gets hurt or something happens to him. Um, and now we're seeing that Malik Murphy is is absolutely in that battle with Arch Man. I think Malik Murphy's ahead of Arch, and he should be. He's in his second year in the offense, and Arch Manning's learning and doing all the right things and there's a reason that he and his family were okay with redshirting or the idea of redshirting. That decision doesn't have to be made until he plays in four games, but there's a reason, you know, and and there's a reason he didn't want to go somewhere where he was going to immediately be seen as the savior. He wants to learn. He wants to grow. He wants to develop. He wants to enjoy college. He doesn't want to be stressed out, you know, having, all the weight of a football program on his shoulders the minute he walks on campus. And so, you know, Arch Manning is, is doing everything right as well. And, and credit Steve Sarkeesian for building a quarterback room that looks like it's going to be, um, you know, deep enough for, for Texas to have a, a second quarterback who can go out on the field and, and win games. Yeah, Chip, I thought that all laid out like it really needed to. Malik Murphy was the key to it. He was he really ended up being the guy that, if I'm a Texas fan, I feel like if needed, he can give you the backup that you would need. It feels like he'll push Quinn Ewers in a way he needs to, and it feels like he will be appropriately ahead of Arch 
like he needs to. It just feels like it's all laid out correctly in my mind, and Malik is the reason why. Yeah, I I, I agree with you, Chad. I, I think that's a great point. I've said he's kind of the 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 key to the whole operation. Like if you if you think Quinn yours, um, and we'll see. I, I think he will take a big step. I think quarterbacks in year two in Steve Sarkeesian's offense typically take a big step. And so I would expect a, a sizable jump from, you know, if you look at Sam Ellinger's, uh, the first year that he started, he completed like 57.7% of his passes, very similar numbers to Quinn Ewers last year. And then, you know, he jumped way up in 2018 and helped lead Texas to the Sugar Bowl win over Georgia and, um, and really, you know, kind of became Sam Hellinger. And, and I expect that for Quinn Ewers this year. And, you know, when you look at Malik Murphy, he's not a guy who's looking around, you know. Now, I don't know what is happening to his phone after that spring game. And people <laughs> need to temper that, too. You know, he was thrown against, uh, you know, some walk-on defensive backs, but he's had a good spring. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he is, he's put the ball on the money. He's made plays. He's making quick decisions. He steps into his passes. His eyes are up. Uh, helps when you're practically 6'6". Six, six. I think he is 6'6". Six, six. But, um, you know, he's the guy that needs to, to be, you know, pushing Quinn. He needs to be bringing Arch. And, you know, Texas fans need him to – Stay engaged with Texas the whole way through because the great programs have an All-American at quarterback and then an All-American waiting to take over at quarterback. And, and that's going to be the, the art of Steve Sarkeesian, keeping these, these are all his guys, keeping them happy, keeping them engaged, and keeping them invested in a program that is pointed – Toward competing for a championship, and they're selling Trill Carter on that. Trill Carter wants to play for a championship, and that's how Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State—that's how those guys get whatever they want out of the portal. You want to come here and play in the college football playoff? Well, come on. And Texas has to uh, sell it, and then they have to prove it. Chip, you know, you look at the secondary, which didn't show you too much on uh, this past Saturday. They showed you flashes of what the, it could really be, but we know Jalen Catalan, the Arkansas transfer, when he gets back into the lineup, hopefully that's a huge change, along with Jaron Thompson and Ryan Watts, et cetera. What do you see from the secondary, and do you see that they need to go look for somebody in the portal, or they could build on what they already have and getting Jalen Catalan back even more so when September comes around. Yeah, I think, I think the, the secondary, the key to that is Jalen Catalan. Just like you said, Zay, Jalen Catalan, when he was at his best at Arkansas, was an all conference player and a guy who saw the game in a way that others, you know, didn't easily see it. And uh, Jaron Thompson said that he's already learned a lot from Jalen Catalan. That tells you something because Jaron Thompson is seen as a guy uh, in that Texas secondary as a veteran, a leader, a guy that everyone looks to. So, um, you know, that, that, that room holds a lot of keys to this defensive secondary. And to me, it's probably the, 
if, if you're nitpicking and looking for concerns because we haven't seen Jalen Catalan yet, we don't know how the shoulder will hold up uh, in, in live action. Um, if he's on the field, I feel really good about the secondary. If he's not on the field, I've, I got to see it. And, and so Ajade Barron being on the field makes you feel better because that guy communicates really well with the safeties and, and makes a lot of really smart decisions. Um, the, the tackling wasn't great um, from the secondary in that <laughs> spring game. So, you know, I want to see that. <laughs> I, I don't want to see that again, you know, when the, when the season starts. But I think, you know, you've heard so many good things about Malik Muhammad catching on fast. Um, he played off coverage more than I thought he would in that spring game. I, I figure, you know, in that situation, just get up on people and, and, you know, jam them all the way down the field. But, um, I, I think there's a lot of talent in that secondary and I think Terrence Brooks is ready to go. Um, so I think, I think they're going to be fine. As long as Jalen Catalan's on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Chip, is there any better example of a spring game and the two sides of it than that Jaden Blue run? The defense has to allow him down there and then he makes the great move on one side, but then the tackling's not there. So you got you just kind of weigh yeah. weigh it out on both sides. Uh it was a very spring game kind of a play all the way around. Um one more from me, Chip. Let's talk a little basketball for uh for you. How important are the discussions with Caden Shedrick? And then how important is it at this point? for Texas to maybe get Tyrese Hunter back. Yeah, I think I think there's a feeling inside the program that that they'll get uh Tyrese Hunter and Dylan Mitchell back. Um and that that would be huge, obviously. Um you know, and and Dylan Dazu possibly. So, um if that happens, you're feeling better. Uh but you know, Rodney Terry's got to He's got to strike gold in that portal. There's no, there's no doubt about it. And that's going to be a continuing story. In addition to Shedrick, it's going to be, you know, I mean, Rodney Terry's in there battling with Chris Beard and all the top coaches now. And, you know, it, it's, it's Rodney's message. It's not, hey, come play for Chris Beard. It's come play for me. You know, and we're, we, we won the Big 12 tournament last year. We're, we're on the verge and, you know, we need you to put us over the top. And, and so, you know, I've said to Texas fans, wait and see what this roster looks like after, um, you know, the summer and, and, uh, and then, and then make some decisions about how Rodney's doing in terms of building the roster, because, um, you know, he's in there, he's in there battling for the, for the best talent and, and it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, May and June, very big for uh, transfer portal stuff, the draft prep, uh, day in May coming up when that transfer portal will close, and a day coming up in June where if you're going to be coming back to school and not going to the draft, got to make that decision as well. That's Chip Brown. Check out horns247.com for all the stuff coming off of the spring game, everything uh, going on with the Longhorns. Of course, Longhorn Baseball back at it tonight against ACU as well. Check out the flagship podcast, the Morning Brew article, and if you're on Twitter, at Chip Brown 247 to stay up on everything. Chip, we always appreciate the time, man. Take care. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, appreciate it. Yeah, brand new uh, flagship uh, podcast on the Horns 24-7 YouTube channel. 
just dropped. So everybody go get it. There you go. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks, folks. Good thanks, stuff Jeff. as always there. Also, we'll remind you about the Longhorn Blitz podcast. Go get that uh, over there wherever, or wherever you get your podcast from horns247.com. That's Jeff and Rod and Matt. Normally, we bring you that on Wednesday nights, but with baseball tonight, everything moves to podcast only with Longhorn Blitz, with Fight Night, and Sports Guys Talking Wrestling, plus your Wednesday night flex show for you high school sports fans. That will come back next Wednesday night night. All right, coming up, it is April the 19th, and for Why Today Matters, oh, I saw a birthday today that made me think of one of my favorite sports images ever. We will talk about that, plus a couple other items for you on the birthday side. In fact, a birthday that made me think of a Mount Rushmore discussion that Zay is perfectly equipped to answer. In fact, I don't know anybody that might be better to uh, equipped to answer this question than Zay. We'll dig into that a little bit as well. Uh, also, we continue to talk NBA as we've got games coming up tonight. Three more series uh, back at it tonight, and we've got those two big injuries to cover. We'll give you the latest on Ja and the Freak. Don't move. It's the horn. Everybody in the club know what's up. What's up, why you twerk? twerk. Go ahead and start. Made up, made up. What's a while you twerk? Chad and Zay. Is he saying yin yang in this thing? It's <laughs> fantastic. Yin yang. Yin yang. Yin yang, yeah. Okay. Wow. Do I have any chance here? Kinda. Kinda? You already said part of the name. So the yin yang is part of the artist's name. Yin yang. Yin yang. Is, yeah. Wait, wait. Isn't there a yin yang twins? There we go. There we go. All right. I got there eventually. See, see, that's where you help me. That's where you help me. Sometimes, sometimes you won't give me the help. That times you give me the help. I yeah, you deserve a little bounce pass right appreciate there. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Good feed. Yeah. Good feed. Yeah. This is that twerk era. Booty bouncing, rump shaking, whistle while you twerk, yin yang twins. Uh, yin yang twins. Where are they from? Atlanta. Atlanta. More Atlanta rap. Yeah. Yin yang ten, uh, twins were twite with Lil John. And just so I'm clear, I'm listening to Lil Wayne this week. Lil Wayne's New Orleans, correct? New Orleans, yeah. There you go. All right. Lil Wayne, the Carter record is what I'm listening to this week. Zay's listening to Living Colors Vivid, and that's tomorrow in the two o'clock hour. I told Jeff Howe what album you're listening to, and he kind of looked at me sideways, and he goes, oh, they have another song besides Cult of Personality? <laughs> How dare you, Jeff Howe? How dare you? By the time we end up with tomorrow's show, I may find out that I'm still the only person I know that really likes Living Color. We'll see. Uh, that is tomorrow at the top of the 2 o'clock hour. So we've had Yin Yang Twins. We've had the Beatles. We've had Gladys Knight and the Pips. New Kids on the Block, and Joe Walsh. There just probably isn't another show on earth that would follow early Beatles with Yin Yang Twins. That was fantastic. Well done. Well done. Uh, and the Bun B beat to start the hour was awesome. What was that beat called, by the way? Did it have a particular name? Mm, get throw, get Thawed. Yeah, the song's get called Get Thawed. That's a great Great beat. Oh, I love that song. That was fantastic. Yeah, uh, That's a talented bunch of dudes there. All right, so uh, let's give you a little why today matters. And uh, we'll start with a little NFL Vegas stuff that might be telling us something about the draft. Let's start right there. 
Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. Zay, as time goes by, if I was a Texans fan, I'd be getting more and more nervous. So this is from betonline.ag. Give them a little shout out here. Right now, according to their folks in Vegas, first overall pick of the draft, Bryce Young is the favorite. Minus 2,000 favorite. 1 to 20 is the odds. Then CJ Stroud is 7 to 1. So huge difference there. So they really believe Bryce Young is the first pick. But how about this second pick? Will Anderson is the favorite. Then Will Levis. Wow. Then Stroud. Huh. That's gross if I'm a Texans fan. Um, We're continuing to hear more and more things about would the Texans actually move this pick or not take a, a quarterback. That just sort of speaks to that. Take it for what? Whatever that is. Again, that's Vegas stuff, uh, but just something to uh, to kind of throw out to you there. I am fascinated by that idea that the Texans would let that pick either go by and go ahead and take the defensive player, and as long as they're not assuming they'll still be a quarterback for them at 12. That's the only thing they need to be doing because th- that to me really would make no sense. I mean, if the Texans are looking at Deshaun Watson's agent and C.J. Stroud having the same agent and they're putting that in – to their decision-making, shame on them because that's BS. That'd be silly. That'd You're right. That'd be such BS. You know, I there's always that just stigma on Ohio State quarterbacks going to the NFL yeah. and not panning out. So are they worried about that? I don't know. Do they want another defensive player and tank this year so they could go after uh, May or Caleb Williams or even – when yours, I don't know. Oh, look at you. Look at you. No, I'm just saying. Okay. But, you know, it's, it is weird for them to be good with C.J. Stroud up until now, it seems like. Right. And yeah. just weird. having Bryce Young, was he that far up their boards and C.J. Stroud wasn't? Like, I have a very hard time just grasping how that's happened so quick. Yeah, and then is this separation for Vegas and a lot of people, is this separation happening because Bryce Young is just that much better in Carolina's mind, or are the Texans contributing to this? Or is it it both? Yeah. Is it that they're getting a sense that Carolina is going young, no no doubt about it, and then the Texans are getting weird on this number two pick? We'll have to see. uh, Eight days from now is when the draft happens, so just keep your eyes peeled for that one. Uh, Zay, on a couple birthdays here, let's get to the ladies. Today is a, a double nickel for Ashley Judd, who I'm sure still looks fantastic at 55. Ashley is on one of my favorite sports images ever, and a lot of people probably know where I'm going, Kentucky Hockey. The Kentucky hockey, uh, she had to do the jersey and nothing but the jersey on back in the day for their uh, their schedule. But here's what people may not know. I didn't know it till today. Did y'all realize that Kentucky hockey did not stop there? They didn't just stop with Ashley Judd. They kept going. There's a couple more with some actresses you might know. There's a couple with some models on there. There's one with twins on there. What? Pumping up a little Kentucky Hockey. I didn't even know Kentucky hockey was a thing. I'm just telling you, if you'd like to go down a rabbit hole that has some Kentucky hottie hockey hotties in it, go ahead and check it out. I didn't realize it till today. But shout out to the Kentucky folks for getting all that done. Making- so is Ashley Judd, she consider top tier actress? Because I always just known her because of basketball. I'm not gonna I don't know that she would be considered top tier actress. She is 
Like I remember when Kentucky was here for that 05 regional uh-huh. when Patrick Starks made that shot. His foot was on the line against Michigan State, went in overtime at Irwin Center. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom saying, hey, look, there's Ashley Judd. And I looked at her like, who? <laughs> yeah, she is, I don't know, to me she kind of has that, it's like the Matthew McConaughey thing for Texas, but I don't think she's quite up to that level in terms of, Getting the respect acting wise, like she, right. has, I mean, Matthews won an Oscar, right? She has not. She's been in some good movies though, and she can prove. I think she's proven she can pull off a lot of different roles. She's just not quite on that level. Okay, but she's a badass. Yeah, she's a badass, and she's a hottie. That's an all time movie. What's her best movie? Uh, best Ashley Judd movie. My wife and I are fans of Double Jeopardy with Tommy Lee Jones. Okay, yeah, she just look looks incredible. Does a good job in that one. A lot of action. It's a solid one. Check out Double Jeopardy if you haven't checked that one out. That's probably my favorite Ashley Judd movie. Um, Kiss the Girls is good. That one, a little suspenseful. Morgan Freeman uh, with her and Kiss the Girls. That was that was very good as well. So Ashley's birthday today. Also, Zay, it is the birthday of my personal favorite women's basketball player of all time, Candace Parker. She's 37 years old today. Got lucky enough to see her play live back in the day at Tennessee. And she's incredible. I love Candace. Love her as a broadcaster now, breaking down basketball. I think she does an incredible job. But it made me think of women's basketball, Mount Rushmore. First off, is it crazy if I put Candace on the Mount Rushmore? No, not at all. Okay. Now, who else do we need to absolutely have on the Mount Rushmore of women's hoops? Um, Cheryl Miller. Mm-hmm. That's probably fair. Man. Diana Taurasi. Okay. Gosh, this is tough. For me, you got other UConn players. No, I no. don't. I do love me some Rebecca Lobo, but she doesn't make the list. Yeah, she's not quite that she's good. She's not that good. Um, Cheryl Swoops. See, you mentioned her in the pre-show. I hadn't I hadn't thought of Cheryl, yeah. but man, what a dominating performance that year. And in her time at Tech, but specifically I'm in the so, championship I'm year. I'm still salty. Coach Conrad couldn't talk her out of leaving the 40 Acres to go Ooh. back home. Yeah. Just like, well, we could take you up to Lubbock every once in a while if you're homesick. Mm-hmm. We could take you up there for a trip, for a weekend getaway, Dennis Rodman style. We could, we could get you up there. Yeah. And then she ends up winning the national championship with Texas Tech in 93. Yes, indeed. Yep, there are a lot of stories around these parts about some of the things that happened and didn't happen around there. We won't get into any of those details Thank right you. now. Thank you. I appreciate yes. that. But, no, that is, yeah, that was, that was crazy stuff there for Texas. Okay, Cheryl Miller, Cheryl Swoops, Candace Parker, Tarasi. That's not a bad Mount Rushmore. Let us know if we're forgetting somebody on the Mount Rushmore of women's basketball. My favorite stories are the stories about Cheryl Miller – and Reggie Miller when they were in high school. Those are just awesome stories where Reggie has always been her brother mm-hmm. and eventually became a player in his own right, yes, in the NBA. But in that house and in that hometown, he will always be her brother. He would drop like 30 or 40, come home ready to brag, and she'd be like, really? I scored 85 tonight. <laughs> yeah, I got 70 tonight. Yeah, 100. right, 100 or 98 or whatever it was. So, yeah, I yeah. think that's a big reason why I went to 
UCLA and not Southern Cal because she was there and he didn't want to be in the shadow of her. Yeah, no, that's fair. That makes sense. We can understand that, right? I get it. Older sibling, yeah. you don't want to be in the shadow there too. Same, you know, you're you're in the same sport, but um, you know, you're trying to just make your own name. That would be tough. So happy birthday to Candace Parker today. Also, um, for you Steelers freaks, Troy Polamalu has a birthday. Man, today. that's my dude. Forty-two. I was talking to my so my we saw my father-in-law this weekend. Steelers freak, born and raised in Pittsburgh. And my wife says to him, hey, who would you put on your all-time Steelers Mount Rushmore? Football, just well, you can coach his players, whatever you want. And so he started to go through it. One of the first names out of his mouth was Paul Amalu. I feel him. He loves 43. He's got a jersey. You couldn't talk bad about him during the era. He's got those two rings that Ben was a part of, 40 and 43. I wonder how many Steelers fans would say, Paul Amalu, with all their greats, how many of them would put Paul Amalu on the Mount Rushmore? Well, he's he's got a ring with the crew. He's one of the best hitters that yeah. I've ever seen at that position. He's got both rings Ben's got. He's got both of them? Yeah. I didn't know he had both. Yes, 40 and 43. Damn. Got That's both. impressive. He's got both rings. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah I, I get it. 43 was special. The hair, man, how he used to just anticipate those goal line stops and just jump over the line like it was yeah. nothing. Threw his body out there, the pick sixes. He's one of my favorites of all time, and I love the safety position. That says a lot to me because my father-in-law, as a kid, went to you know, Old Three Rivers and front, or maybe even the stadium before that, but stood between his dad and his granddad and all that kind of stuff. He did not say Lambert. He did not say Green. He did not say Bradshaw. He didn't say Swan. He didn't say Franco. He said Troy's name first. That was impressive. Yeah. I'm like, okay, fair enough. I dig it. Yeah. All right, so happy birthday to Troy today. He's 42, and that is USC, in case you don't know that old school. All right, uh, that's why today matters on this April 19th. Uh, draft is eight days away, and uh, we'll see what the Texans end up doing at 2-12. and 12. Obviously, the Cowboys are at 26. And is Zay right, from what he said earlier, that the Cowboys fans need to be worried about that 10th pick and the Eagles possibly taking Bijan Robinson? We will continue to talk about that over the next eight days. Up next, stems and seeds. Let's set you up for tonight's NBA action. We've got the Lakers and Miami on the road trying to go up 2-0, and Denver trying to do it at home. We'll get Zay's picks on that. Give you my thoughts as well. Don't move. It's the horn. Chad and Zay. Day and night. I toss and turn, I keep stressing my mind, mind. I look for peace, but see, I don't attain. What I need for keeps this silly game we play. All right, just about done with a Wednesday show. What you got, Zay? Kid Cudi, Day and Night, his debut single. Pretty classic song. How long ago is this? Ooh. Be like 10 years ago? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, 10 years ago, some change. Kid Cudi. Uh, We had Yin Yang Twins earlier, had the Beatles, Gladys Knight and the Pips, New Kids on the Block, and Joe Walsh, plus a great Bun B beat. It's kind of hard to say. To start this hour, tomorrow at 2.05, we're going to get into the L section of the album swap. I'm going Lil Wayne with the Carter album, the Carter album from 04, and then Living Colors Vivid for Zay. We'll see what he thinks of 
Living Color, the uh, fellas from New York. I think they're all from New York. I have to double-check that one tonight. All right, uh, that's coming up tomorrow. We got NBA tonight. Let's get you those picks and, uh, and see if we can get you an update on the injuries, too, here at Stems and Seeds. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. So Lakers-Memphis, earlier in the day, ESPN said it's a game-time decision for John Morant, but say I'm seeing Woj is saying he doesn't have a lot of optimism, doesn't sense optimism from the team that he'll be ready to go. Yeah, it's not good at all. I love Tyus Jones, but John Moran is a special player. And even if he plays tonight, I don't expect him to be healthy. So you're already without Brandon Clark. You're already without Steven Adams. And now you might be without John Morant against a very good, really different-looking Lakers team that has a lot of confidence going. Not good at all if you're a Grizzlies fan. So you're leaning Lakers tonight. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's 6.30 TNT. 8 o'clock NBA TV is Miami at Milwaukee. The Bucks are calling Giannis Antetokounmpo questionable now with that back injury. Uh, obviously, Miami got the first win. You think they can go up 2-0 tonight because of this? Yeah, I do. I mean, Tyler Hero not having him, that's going to hurt them. But I like Strew shooting the ball. Vincent, that means Oladipo is going to have to get more clock. And Giannis, we know Chris Middleton, he was good game one, but he has to be great if Giannis doesn't play. If he does, that does help. But, man, that was a hard fall that he took from that Kevin Love charge. Yeah, it definitely was. So, but yeah, this has got to be like a Middleton and Holiday have to go oh, off yeah. tonight. Oh, Drew Holiday definitely has to go off. Yeah. But it's going to be tough for Drew Holiday because he has to guard on the other end. A big part of his game is his defense. Sometimes he'll guard Jimmy Butler. Sometimes he'll guard different guys and mm-hmm. he'll move around. So, he won't be able to focus on defense like normal with Giannis is out, even hurt. Yeah, we'll see what uh, happens in that game. Then the nightcap is Minnesota-Denver. Denver trying to go up 2-0, 9 o'clock, TNT. What do you make of that series? Minnesota have a shot? No, I wish they did, but they don't. I mean, it Sort of feels like the Boston and Philadelphia situations, maybe? Yeah. Like they're just going to be in control? And- yeah, just Joker, he's too good. Jamal Murray, he's playing on another level. I like Bruce Brown coming off the bench. It's just Aaron Gordon, he was a borderline all-star this season. They just have too much firepower. And a lot of people aren't picking them to win, so that's added extra motivation for Coach Malone's crew. Mm. So, yeah, I think they're going to sweep the Timberwolves. Because they had that part of the season where they just got sluggish right admittedly like he got on them and they got on themselves and then and you're right a lot of people have forgotten about them mm-hmm. kind of like that kind of under the radar right now all right now we started the show with this uh draymond green story that he's suspended for tomorrow night is there anything that can i mean like players association wise is there an appeal that can be done before tomorrow i haven't heard anything along those lines i don't think so i mean they had a lot of time to look at it they could have done it earlier in the day and they put it out like at the end of the Suns game last night. Like it came out, Chris Haynes, TNT, he threw that out there around like seven minutes to go in that game Yeah, that Draymond would be suspended. So they've they've been looking at it for a while now, and mm-hmm. I still don't think it's a good call. I get that his track record isn't good. I get the antics after he stomped on Sabonis wasn't good either, but they're already down 2-0, and him getting kicked out of that game when they could have won it in game two, that should have been punishment enough, but guess not. 
Yeah, it's weird. I look back at his actions. As much as I want him to play tomorrow night, he just keeps going and going and going and going. And like you said, there's no remorse. There is no contrition. The fact that Adam Silver's there is terrible. And what did he watch him do? Not just those moments of the stomp and all that, but watch him in some of those off moments. You can read his lips clearly. When he just stands next to an official and screams over and over again, that's effing awful. That's effing awful. That's effing awful. I bet he did it six times in a row it's like Draymond can you dial that down to like six for me because you're at a full 10 right now and you're screaming at the top of your lungs at an NBA official yeah you'll get no respect that way yeah he's like Rodman without the wedding dress and Madonna (laughs) that's like it's just not a bad way to describe it he loves this kind of stuff and a big reason that he's in the league is because he acts like this you know, that's what it just gives him his edge. He needs extra motivation, and him being crazy, that's what makes him good, but that's also what's cost the Warriors over these years when they get put in these situations. Yeah, it's, who has more variation of emotions, him or Rodman? Because they both have a lot of it, but, like, does, did, which one could be more human on the floor? Yeah. I feel like it's Draymond. But I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe it's closer than I'm than I'm making it out to be. That rage, that fire in him. It's like again, the I could understand how the reputation you just can't get away from it. They would love to just. It's hard to just look at it for what it is by itself. Yeah. it's him. And he's a Hall of Famer. That's what sucks. He's a future Hall of Famer, and now everybody's just gonna be thinking of him being a nut. Yeah. For the rest of his career. And he's a hell of a defensive player, hell of a player, Tom Izzo guy. It's unfortunate. All I know is if they figure out game three tomorrow night, watch out when he's back for game four. Now that's going to be some serious theater. All right, we'll be back tomorrow for a Thursday show. More draft talk as we get ready. Obviously, we'll get into the music discussion at 2.05 as well. Up next, Ball Don't Lie with Rod and Harge. Texas baseball against ACU at 6.30. So keep it right here. Have a good Wednesday. Stay safe. See you.